Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Welcome to the program Watch Therefore. Last week, I introduced covenant and prophecy. And I spoke about that covenant is the Lord's promise. His covenants are His promises to His people. And prophecy, Bible prophecy, is the way He has decided to keep those promises. Elohim, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, operates by covenant and Bible prophecy. And I use the analogy of a train and a track. The Lord is the train and covenant and prophecy is the track and the train never leaves the track. To understand your Bible, it's very important to know and understand covenant and Bible prophecy. And last week I announced that I would introduce four of the primary covenants and I'm going to talk about one of them specifically today. I'm going to introduce the Abraham covenant. But before I do, let's have a word of prayer and ask for the Lord's blessing. Oh, Holy Father in heaven, in Messiah Yeshua, our great Lord Jesus name, I'm so thankful for your promises. And I'm so thankful that, that you keep your promises through your prophetic word and unfolding that into this world. Bless and, and encourage and build up all of our viewers today, Father, I ask it in Messiah Yeshua's name. Amen. And so the Abraham covenant is introduced in Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So there's seven perfect promises here. One, a great nation would, be come, would come or be made from Abram. Um, that the Lord would bless him and make his name great. And that he would be a blessing. And that the Lord would bless those who bless Abram and curse those who curse him. And through Abram, later named Abraham by the Lord, all the families of the earth would be blessed. And if you're not Jewish and you believe in Jesus Christ, you've been saved, you've been born again, you're a prophetic fulfillment of this seventh promise. We see this in Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. 
And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. Excuse me, hallelujah. If you're saved, if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're a neon billboard, a walking, talking neon sign that says, Messiah Jesus keeps his promises through his prophetic word. And, and we see in Galatians and, and also in Genesis that Abraham was forgiven for his sin and made righteous the same way we are when we believe in the gospel. Now, as we look at Genesis 15, remember that Abraham and Sarah, his wife, they're older people and she has been barren all her life. And Abram is wondering, where are these descendants going to come from that will carry through these, these covenant promises. And let's pick up at Genesis 15, 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you've given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven, and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he was accounted to him for righteousness. You see, it's by belief. It's by faith in the same Lord, Messiah Jesus that we're made righteous. And we see the literal boundaries of the first promise, great nation, also in Genesis 15. To your descendants I have given this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cabanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. But again, who are these covenant descendants who will inherit the promises. Well, Sarah and Abraham still having a trouble with that. They cook up a plan to help God along with the heir. And Abraham would, would have relations with Sarah's Egyptian servant, Hagar, so Abraham could father an heir. Hagar's son is Ishmael. One really big problem, this is not the Lord's covenant heir. And he needs no help from man to bring his covenant promises to pass. So the principle is, wait on the Lord. Do not make an Ishmael. But also remember that Elohim blesses Ishmael and his sons. We see that in Genesis. And it's not Ishmael's fault that this happened. And every child deserves a chance at life and in this life. The Lord is pro-life. Also, I want to talk about a word called relevance. Relevance. I've seen in some churches this movement to make the church relevant, and they adopt all these earthly, worldly methods to try to bring a bridge, build a bridge to bring people into the church, to bring the world into the church. No, that's not what the Lord's called us to do. He's called us to go into the world and pull people out of it with the gospel of Messiah Jesus into the body of Christ to live holy and soberly and righteously and godly in this present age looking for that blessed hope. Hallelujah. So 
I've got some relevance for you. It's called the Bible. It's the best-selling book of all time, and its pages are leaping out of the book into the world news today. For example, the things I'm talking to you about, Ishmael fathered and influenced much of the Mideast that is in the news all over the world every week these days. And look at this description of Ishmael in Genesis 16. He shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Well, who's considered a primary father of Islam today? Ishmael. Ishmael. Islam says that Ishmael, not Isaac, is the son of the covenant from Abraham and considers Abraham the father of Islam. Well, in Genesis, the covenant passed from Abraham to Isaac, not Ishmael. Genesis 17. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Then Elohim, then God said, No. Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. Then Jacob, not Esau. It's Isaac, not Ishmael, and then Jacob, not Esau. And we see that as Isaac's wife, Rebekah, has asked the Lord, why is this pregnancy so strange? But the children struggled within her. And she said, if all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other. And the older shall serve the younger. See, two nations are that of Esau, the Edomites, and the one of Jacob, the younger brother, the covenant nation. And, and Esau also fathered much of the Middle East, and his influence is with us today and is also in the news all over the world every week. And, and then Jacob's name was changed to what? Israel. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. So we find the name of the covenant nation is Israel. And, and Lord willing, we'll continue in our covenant and prophecy series next week and in the weeks to come. And I write in greater detail about the things I'm discussing with you and will be talking about through this series in my book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. And I'll be sharing more about that in just a moment. But folks, know this. These things are shaking the world today. These things I'm talking about today and that I will be talking about. And as you understand them and understand the generation in which you live, it will make you want to watch therefore and get yourself ready for this Savior who's coming for us any moment. Hallelujah. So we like to say it this way, watch therefore and be ready. I'm standing at one of the gates of the old city of Jerusalem. And frequently our team likes to come here to join in with believers all over the world through media.
to obey the word of the Lord. As it says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. We don't pray for the peace of Jerusalem so that we'll prosper. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem because we love what our Savior loves and he loves Jerusalem. Read Psalm 87 verses 1 through 3. And so those who pray for the peace of Jerusalem because they love Jerusalem will prosper in the kingdom of God. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, please bring peace to your great city. Even come and reign and rule over us from your great city, sitting on the throne of David, O oh, King Jesus. Thank you and bless your holy city, Lord Jesus. Amen. I'm so excited because our Watch Therefore program and message is spreading and expanding. I'm not surprised, but I'm very thankful that our Lord Jesus is making the way for our program to go into over 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah, the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. And I want to say to our prayer and financial partners, thank you. Thank you for partnering with Watch Therefore. Now, we have our ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations, that stand under the umbrella of our Watch Therefore ministry. And with Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself, we're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and so much more here in the promised land. And then we have our ministry poured out for the nations. I've been in many African countries and many other places in the earth with the gospel, making disciples, pastors, conferences, helping orphans, and so much more. The Watch Therefore message is so urgent for this hour because it shakes the lukewarm out of their terrible condition and presents the real and legitimate urgency to the lost. You don't have much time. Pray and receive Jesus as Lord today. You don't want to miss the rapture. You don't want to go through the tribulation. You don't want to go to hell. And God doesn't want you to. Watch Therefore. Be ready. Receive Jesus as Lord today and get ready for Him to come for us in the clouds. Now, I want to say some things to our partners and about partnership with our ministry. First, let me say, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, please do not send any money into this program or into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest today and even pray and receive Jesus as Lord. And for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping, you're born again. Jesus is your Savior and you want to lay your treasures up in heaven. We would ask you to prayerfully consider Watch Therefore, our program and our ministry. And so I can't do this alone. And my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise up from our viewers as he has been. And again, thank you, as he has been. Viewers who want to prayerfully and financially partner with this ministry and kingdom work. We would suggest that you sign up for our monthly newsletter there's information there on your screen. And what that will do is help you with prayer points uh, if you wanna join in prayer partnership. And also, it will show you what you're financially sowing into as well. The Watch Therm 4 message is so important. And as we like to close every segment of our program, we say watch therefore and be ready. So many are tragically missing the signs that Messiah Jesus warned about 
that are leaping off the pages of the Bible regarding this generation. There's never been one like it, nor will there ever be again. And while so many, even those who profess the name of Jesus, are overwhelmed and heartbroken and crushed in this generation, it doesn't have to happen to you. Because not only can we make it through this generation, but we can have great kingdom success. The Lord gives us a way forward. And in my book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready, I lay all these things out, how to know that we know what this generation is and how to have kingdom success through it. Now, we want everyone to be able to get my book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. So for a donation of any amount to our ministry, you can get the book. Make sure you write Watch Therefore and Be Ready in the notes section of your check and online giving. Remember, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. Welcome back to the program Watch Therefore. In this segment, we're going to continue on in another teaching series that we began a while back. It's in the book of Colossians. The theme of Colossians is Messiah Jesus is all in all. If you have him, you have all you need. And through him, you also have God the Father, along with the Son, Messiah Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul is in Roman incarceration writing to the Colossian believers. We're going to do some review reading from Colossians 1, beginning in verse 24, and then when we get to chapter 2, we'll go into today's teaching. Uh, 124, now, I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Excuse me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so now we begin into chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. And so, Paul is in jail for the gospel. Uh, the Lord is using him as salt and light to take this gospel into the nations and make such a difference. And, and for that, uh, Satan and the demonic are working through evil people, locking Paul up, but the gospel's still going out, and he's writing what would become important parts of the Bible that we have today. Oh, hallelujah. And, and so he says this conflict is for them, for the believers in Messiah Jesus, not only in Colossus, not only in Laodicea, but for you and me today. His sacrifice, Paul's sacrifice, was something of an instrument of grace Abba Father used to bless us and minister us to, to us today. Let's take it very seriously. Oh, hallelujah. And, and so 
He's saying that also in Laodicea, he's burdened for them. And we see in Revelation chapter 3, our Lord Jesus had a burden for the Laodicean believers, that they were lukewarm, and he wanted them to repent. And that certainly is a message for the body of Messiah today. We need to be on fire. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and excited about being saved by Jesus and truly living for him. He says that their hearts would be uh, encouraged and knit together. Paul is saying it's worth the suffering he's going through, uh, that their hearts would be encouraged. He's writing this letter to them from such suffering and difficulty. He wants to encourage them. Listen, discouragement is a tool of demonic forces assigned to the lives of believers in Messiah Jesus. Don't be discouraged. Be excited. You're saved. No matter how bad it is, no matter what's going on in your life, you're saved by Jesus if you're born again. And if you're not, you can get saved today. We'll pray together at the end of this program. No, receive Jesus as Lord. And if you have, you have all you need if you've been born again. Yeah. And so don't worry. This is temporary. Live today for the eternal tomorrow that's coming when we get caught up in the clouds with the Lord at the rapture and go to be with him. And then we come back and reign in his kingdom forever and ever and ever. Amen. Be encouraged. Be excited in Jesus today. And, and he says that they should be knit together in love. The love of God and the unity of the spirit in the body of Messiah is so powerful and will help us overcome every obstacle that is against us. Amen. And this is true riches. This is true riches, the being knit together in the love of Messiah Jesus. And, and this is where we get understanding and the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. You see, we see the Trinity, the, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all through the Old Testament scriptures. But there's this revelation that comes when we receive Messiah Jesus in this new covenant order and revealed in the New Testament of the Bible of God the Father, God the Son, Messiah Yeshua, Lord Jesus, and the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. We can know God. There's two kinds of people in the world, those who don't know Jesus the Lord and those who need to know him better. Which one are you? I'm one who needs to know him better. And we get our understanding and the true riches of the kingdom of God for eternity from knowing him, Messiah Jesus, and from learning in his word and from being knit together in the love of Messiah Jesus. Hallelujah. He says in verse 3 that in, in him, in Messiah Jesus, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge exist. Why does he say that? Because one of the threats Paul addresses in the book of Colossians is Roman Greco philosophy. Roman Greco philosophy. It's still with us today. The philosophies of the ways of man that are in direct opposition to the ways of Elohim, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He says, no, true wisdom, like the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. True wisdom comes from the Lord. And true knowledge starts first with our relationship in Messiah Jesus. I'm going to read now verses, uh, let's say, 4 and 5. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Paul says, now, I may be here in this jail, but in spirit, I'm with you. And, and we're in Messiah Jesus together. We're in this together. And we're two or more. Have you ever been on the phone with someone who's on the other side of the world? And the spirit of the Lord shows up when you're in prayer and you're, you're, you're talking about the Lord Jesus. Yeah. And so it was with Paul and these precious ones in Colossus. 
And even the word of God can leap off the pages into our spirit today. And, and, and he is burdened. He doesn't want them to get deceived with the ways of this world. Oh, there's so many deceptions of the ways of man and the ways of this world that are coming against the body of Messiah today. There's so much sin. There's so much wickedness. There's so much that denies the lordship and, and the reality of the resurrected Savior, Messiah Jesus. Reject all that foolishness. It will be worth it all when we see him, Messiah Jesus. And verse 6 through 8, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Now, if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's just the front door. That's just the front door of your redemption, of your relationship with God. Now grow in grace. Read his word. Faith comes by hearing right now what we're doing. Hear his word and grow in his grace. Don't let anything of this world get between you and our maker and creator who loves us so much and our savior who's sin coming for us. Hallelujah. You have a father in heaven. Be excited about that. Get grounded in Messiah Jesus to know our father and walk in the Holy Spirit in greater measure. Hallelujah. Don't let anyone cheat you. Don't let anyone cheat you. And listen, maybe there's things that have kept you from really truly receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Put it all down now. Listen, we've all sinned against God. There's a penalty to pay for that. There's a, a real place called hell. And our Father in heaven, he doesn't want you to go there. So much so that he sent his only begotten son to live a sinless life. He died on the cross. Why? The innocent Messiah Jesus died to pay for the guilty. He paid for our sins. He took God's wrath upon himself so that we can have forgiveness and the righteousness of God the Father. It's a really good deal. You should take it. <laughs> That's what I tell people. It's a really good deal. You should take it. Well, what do I do? Repent. Change your mind about your sin. It's killing you. It's offensive to God. You don't want to go to hell, and he doesn't want you to. Let's work it out today. Repent. Turn away from your sins. Acknowledge that Messiah Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Receive him as your Savior and Lord. Turn away from your old life and receive the forgiveness and love of God today. Oh, Father in heaven, receive those whose hearts you're changing and working in right now. Cry out to him, oh Jesus, Lord, save me. I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again. I truly do want to repent of my sins. Forgive me and save me and give me a new life that honors God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today and you meant it from your heart, there's information on our screen. Contact us. We'll send you a brochure that'll help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. And for all of our viewers, remember, watch Therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. 
You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and re-